Hello and welcome to another episode of the Plus 63 HP podcast. I'm one of your hosts, John Clemente. As usual, I'm uh, joined by one of my bestest best friends. I'm going to start with the man with the blue brown, RJ. Hey, how are you guys? It's good to be here again for another episode with these best friends of mine. Um, and uh, oh. there you go. Next, uh, on uh, on the ones and twos today, Chubax uh, 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 is uh, off camera, but he is still manning all of our podcasts. Chubax, how are you doing? Hello, it's Chubax, uh, Big Daddy. You can call me Big Daddy, please. <laughs> no, that's a okay. new one. Please, please go to Big Daddy. Please. <laughs> I almost uh, gave in. <laughs> Uh, we'll call you our love. Um, bit of housekeeping before we start this week's episodes of our podcast. Uh, you can watch uh, all of our episodes on demand on YouTube. Just search Plus 63 HP uh, in that search bar. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment, hit that notification bell so you know when our new episodes drop. And just uh, help uh, grow this uh small channel into uh, an even uh, uh, bigger media empire. Uh, you can also tweet at us at plus63hp. Uh, and we are all, uh, we're on uh, the major podcasting apps and networks uh, all over the globe. Uh, we prefer Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, this is our deep dive episode where we uh, discuss our assigned uh, media stuff that we had to watch last week. Uh, so if you'd like to join us next week, uh, we will be discussing The Harder They Fall, this um, Western Netflix special with Idris Alba uh, and all of the amazing African-American actors and actresses there. Uh, we will also be uh, discussing uh, Red Notice, also from Netflix, that stars uh, Dwayne Johnson, uh, um, Ryan Reynolds, and my ex-girlfriend Gal Gadot. And we will also be uh, uh, trying to do and discuss the first couple of episodes of Arcane. Uh, housekeeping done. This week was a lot of fun. Uh, we have three, three, count that, uh, uh, movies on deck. Uh, we have Night Teeth on Netflix, Army of Thieves on Netflix as well, and Green Knight uh, that came out in theaters this year. Uh very very amazing Arthurian art film. We will start with uh, this was ranked according to let's say um, ease of watch or let's say you know back of the napkin uh, knee jerk reaction. Which one is let's say least nice or the most nice? So uh, we will start with uh, Night Teeth on Netflix. I'm gonna put RJ on the spot. Uh, Jay. Uh, just give us the thousand-foot view of what Night Teeth, night teeth <laughs> is. And you can also give us uh, your initial thoughts about said movie. Sure. Well, Night Teeth happens to uh, go around the life of vampires and humans and all the other hunters. There's a, supposedly, there's a balance that maintains the forces, keeps everyone in check. Mm -hmm. um, vampires apparently rule over certain uh, turfs, mm -hmm. and they do have a an agreement that they should not cross lines or at least feed in another vampire's turf, lest a war 
breaks out and chaos ensues. Now, due to a, how would I say, greed from a certain vampire, he wanted to take over because, I mean, obviously, you're an all-powerful, almost, well, I guess, immortal being, and you're being held um, in check uh, by, by mortal beings. So it does put the question, why am I doing this? I guess after a couple hundreds, after a couple of hundreds of years of being alive, you're probably willing to try something. I guess that's that's where it uh, spins around. Now, um, we do have a uh, main character, Benny, who's the younger brother of apparently a member of that society that keeps these vampires mm-hmm. or at least beings in check. Now, uh, innocently. He takes over a chauffeur job and and drives for these two luscious women. And I would say they're actually very, 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 very fine looking women. Yep. Yep. From one bouncing from one club to another uh, until he realized that they were literally slashing throats, draining draining blood and and taking over turfs uh, while he was just innocently supposedly waiting in the car. Now, um, why would why did we start this? I think I think um, this is a very easy watch. It's not something yeah. that you have to really pay attention to. Um, I like the music. I like what Benny's yeah. creating. I think that that type, that music is something that I would put on my Spotify list because um, he also, aside from being a student, Benny is also an aspiring DJ. Deep so producing beats, yeah, yeah, man. And I think his beats are pretty sick. So. Um, I'd, I'd love to have that on my Spotify list. But going back to the hot chicks who apparently are vampires, yeah, uh-huh. basically revolved around that and how uh, hot they were. Um, the story's not too deep. Um, and it actually, I don't want to spoil it for those who wish to watch it, but um, if you have an hour plus free and you want something that's not too stressful, something that you would enjoy, and if you're in, a fan of vampires, I'd say... It's not a bad choice to put on your next uh, movie to watch. Yeah. How about you, um, Joe? How about you, Chabaks? Maybe yeah, Chabaks. Yeah, let's do it, Chabaks. Chabaks, what what did you think about Night Teeth uh, on the ones and twos over there? Well, I don't know. I like the I like the the vampire ladies, of course. His ke- the chemistry yeah. with uh, Benny was pretty good too. But uh, I don't know. I was disappointed. It was a little boring for me. Like there was nothing. Nothing cool. I was expecting some cool stuff, you know, night after, uh, okay. like uh, stop after stop. But they're just, it just didn't feel cool to me. Nothing. The action wasn't that great. You know, there was no badass moments. Hmm. And yeah, so that that kind of that's kind of how it went for me. Like I like the music. You're right. Some of the shots mm-hmm. were cool, like the the shot where yeah. they were uh, well, escaping from being shot by arrows. Uh, aside, right. aside from that, even the bad guy, uh, Al, what was his name? Alfie? Alfie Allen. So Alfie he's Allen. been, Alfie Allen is uh, Theon Greyjoy in Game of Thrones. He's you know, the also, guy who had the, you know, the unfortunate <laughs> uh, um, uh, loss of his uh, most important test, appendage. Test. Uh, but also, yeah, he's been, uh, you know, he's kind of typecasted as this always 
either son of or the the big bad in in multiple different movies. John Wick, he's the he's like the, the instigator there, of no. yeah, um, yeah Game of Thrones again and again on Night Thief. But continue to box. Anything else about Night Thief? Uh, what else? Um, the ending. Oh, yeah. There just there just wasn't anything uh, that really stood out mm-hmm. to me. You know, just. I just like the chem- that, that's all the thing that I I really enjoyed. There was uh, Benny and the the what was her name, the vampire, the chemistry between him Blair, and Blair. Yeah. Okay, yeah, him and mm-hmm. Benny Blair. and Blair. That's right. Yeah. Aside from that, yeah, they. I mean, even Benny didn't really do anything cool or badass. You know, she's like just the chemistry with her with with Blair. But that's that's it for me. How about you, John? Uh, I think I'm I'm right in between both of you guys. Like I, I'm gonna start with a little bit more of the negative part. Yeah, it's not a special movie. It's not something that you will, uh, you need to carve out or schedule time within the next month or two to watch. But because it's not that such a special movie, this is one of those movies that you can pop on whenever you want, as long as you want. You want to see something visually pleasing like the you know the way that they shot los angeles has been shot a bajillion times but it was kind of interesting it was it was not too you know you know because benny is this struggling college student being taken care of his grandma so um you know and he's trying to produce beats he you know very the first few minutes of of the movie is showing him like you know somewhat struggling in terms of both yeah. uh, Cash flow, school mm. popularity with 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 people uh, in the college uh, that would it's very easily seen that you know he's you know he's on the up and up so it's he's not he's not there yet so the way that they showed kind of like the projects of Los Angeles wasn't you know too depressing too sad you know too simple so it you know has a cute cultural underbelly that they showed. Um, but yeah, you're right. You know, but for the most part, the thing that kept me going in in watching Night Teeth is um, the two vampires. So the two vampires are Blair and Zoe, played by Debbie Ryan and Lucy Fry. Again, uh, I I I don't even know uh, where I've seen them before, but they're pretty okay. Uh, their chemistry with Benny, played by um, uh, George or Jorge Lenderborg Jr. So he's cool. I kind of like Benny. Benny is like a cool kid. Mm, uh, I agree. Uh, but the, the, yeah, you know, the thing though that kind of like makes it uh, uh, middle of the road, maybe not so awesome movie for me is like what Shabax exactly said. There's nothing mm. special. This is Benny driving two vampires around uh, from spot to spot trying to you know, kill or destroy other vampire businesses along the route so that Victor, played by Alfie Allen, can gain said turf. Um, yeah, it's, you know, you know, even the action was a little bit cool, but there's like, you know, it's it's multiple spots, multiple things happening. It's kind of the same thing over and over again. Uh, uh, I wish there was just a little bit more, mm. you know, unique about how, how Benny can be a, a protagonist or how, you know, Debbie falls, you know, spoiler alert, of course, one of the vampires kind of helps Benny out. Um, so 
uh, aside from that, there's nothing r- r- real special about it except that it is a combination of of, of Collateral, which is uh, a Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise movie where Jamie Foxx is driving Tom Cruise around um, the entire night so that he can complete his missions. Mm-hmm. And um, like maybe a little bit of John Wick because they're like the vampires are badass just killing you know multiple people and multiple turf wars. And then you know, uh, like a, a CWT movie, but uh, I do like uh, you know, I, I do like the direction where you know, although you know where the entire movie's headed, uh, gearing towards yeah. and where it's headed, um, I do like it being like a more natural kind of conclusion to the film. I don't want to, so uh, what we'd want to try to do is. Whenever we do our deep dives of these particular movies, we'll try not to spoil our our precursor mm. to the main one. So that just in case you guys want to watch it, you can watch it as well. We'll we'll drop a couple of spoilery stuff that will not change. You know, you could still watch it. But um, I particularly like the ending. You guys let me know if the, you, you guys uh, um, like the ending in the comments too. Uh, but before we move to the next video, Jay, let's do one more round. Uh, how are you going to, you know, before I drop what uh, IMDb Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic uh, has it currently as of recording, how would you rate this movie and who do you think should watch this? Right. Um, I actually enjoyed it um, as it's just not as stressful. I've had a busy week and this Night Teeth was just, it was good. It didn't add stress to my to my week. It didn't. Um, bore me to death, particularly maybe because the two ladies yeah. are hot. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe just. A... Wait, wait, one second, one second, stop. One, you're good to go. All right. So, um, just to continue, um, well, I do have to give credit to the actor Jorge, who did Benny. He really portrayed, like, you know, if you, a typical uh, struggling college student, suddenly gets involved into the secret world of vampires, you would probably also be scared to a certain degree. You're not even sure if you're being, uh, if they're being serious with you. So I think he did well. This is something I could recommend um, I would say my sisters to watch because they also want something that's not too deep something that they want to think about a lot they're not really good critics but they want something that's entertaining so if you want something entertaining you want something that won't waste your one hour 47 minutes you still get some satisfaction with it uh, maybe offer it to the guys because I think the female vampires also does a lot of uh, uh, pulls in a lot of points for it. I would rate this, I would say, a 7. Uh, solid 7 for me. Because it's something that I like, not to the very maximum, but something I don't dislike. I, I, I would recommend it to people uh, that just needs some form of entertainment from a busy week. Chabak, yeah. so how would you rate Night Teeth and who do you think should watch Night Teeth? Uh, I would rate it a five. I would uh, recommend it to people. Just uh, 
if you like uh, want something in the background, you know, uh, <clears throat> handsome guy, beautiful ladies, good music. Yeah, and then just you know, if you're reading a book or, you know, eating something, eating food, and you don't want to <laughs> think. So that yeah, that's that's night teeth for me. I, again, I like what I mentioned. We're smack down between the two of you. I would, I would rate this as a, a six, maybe a like five point eight, five point nine. Exactly what Shabak said. It's great for the background. Maybe you know the the things that you'd enjoy about the movie is a little bit visual. So maybe when you're eating dinner, watching a movie while having dinner, this is a kind of movie that you like. And like what Shabak mentioned, cute protagonist Jorge. Uh, you know, uh, 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 cute uh, semi-antagonist, the vampires, um, um, you know, Debbie Ryan and Lucy Fry. So they're very cool to look at. Good L.A. visuals, uh, mm -hmm. pretty decent action. They, they kind of showed action quite differently. Like, I do like the idea that Benny or, you know, Jorge being the protagonist, being the lead here, it's mostly from his perspective. So... Um, when there's fighting, it's just like centered on Benny, and then everything's happening in the background. In the background, so, right. yeah. So it's it's kind of cool that uh, like they're not for they're not stretching the the effects or the action of it. They're, they're Again, this is one of those, like, if you're blading through Netflix and you literally don't see, you're not in the mood to watch anything that you want. Yeah, this one, uh, this, one's, uh, this one is a good pull. It's a good um, time. IMDb has so, it at, yeah, okay. IMDb has it at 5.6. Rotten Tomatoes currently at 38% with a 42% Metacritic score. So that's, not, it's, again, for, we're a little bit higher than what quote-unquote experts say it is. Um, I mean, the movie budget is $21.7 million. I wanted to drop the, the movie budget because... Our our deep dive topic, Green Knight, has a budget a lot lower. So like this is twenty one point wow. seven million dollars. It is it is um it's uh, serious. Yeah. A, lo a lot lower. So um uh again, so this uh this movie, you know, Oof. Netflix movies, they drop decent dollars on their production. So it mm. kinda shows. So um um again, night teeth, watch it on Netflix, it's an hour and forty seven, forty eight minutes. It's it's you know, it came out this year. Um, turn off your brain. Turn I mean, open your eyes. Have a little good time. And uh, that is night key. Um, mm. Up next, this one is a a, um, a little bit more of like a step up, right? Um, yeah. Uh, we've we've this has been uh, this movie has been uh, teased on Twitter by one of its more famous producers, um, uh, uh, Zach. Uh, Zack Snyder, Snyder. Uh, from his uh, Army of Darkness universe. Um, it is also on Netflix. It is a Army of the Dead uh, adventure thriller uh, or Army of mm -hmm. uh, Army of the Dead. Um, sorry, and it is a prequel uh, to the Army of the Dead, and uh, uh, essentially uh, the usual folk, mysterious woman, mysterious gorgeous woman recruits a seemingly uh, assuming young man <laughs> yeah with special skills to do uh, a, a heist that it will take them across different countries in europe uh, so uh, next up we have army of thieves directed by matthias 
Schorzinger. I'm sorry, Dirk. I, <laughs> I cannot you. read. I cannot read German. Um, Schwingerhofer. Uh, I I wanted to know like more stats of this this film, Army of Thieves, out on Netflix also. <laughs> Music was done by Hans Zimmer. So Hans Zimmer wow. and Steve Mazar. Like Hans that. Zimmer is like okay. He's a busy oh, guy. <laughs> busy guy, and you know he has highbrow and has lowbrow stuff. So I really so Hans Zimmer is my top tier. Uh, uh, music person now like person in charge of sure. score um let's start with uh the man on the ones and twos Chubax. uh give us the uh, like thousand foot view of army of thieves and what you thought about the movie so army of thieves is prequel to army of the dead who starred uh safe cracker ludwig ludwig dieter or was it dieter ludwig dieter, dieter. Ludwig dieter. yeah so this is a prequel and it's how he started with the the ring the set of set of a safe vaults that were made by hans wagner is it hans wagner hans hans wagner hans wagner hans wagner so by the way his name wasn't ludwig yeah yeah throughout the movie yeah i mean he's known as ludwig and Army of Army, Army of the Dead, dead right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he gets recruited. He's yeah, he's probably I mean. the only guy in the world, aside from from Gwendolyn, who knows about the Ring of Saves, and he puts out it, puts it on YouTube, and Gwendolyn, <laughs> a, a superstar thief, apparently, recruits him to her crew, and they try to break each safe one by one from easiest to hardest that's three saves because the last one apparently the hardest one is the one that we find in uh army of the dead army of the dead yeah and so that's basically the the story and uh that is that is basically right that's basically the story (laughs) that is basically the story no twist no turns uh uh, Dieter, Some betrayals. Do, do I go straight with my my take? Yeah. What's my your take What's your thoughts about it? Again, typical Zack Snyder. A lot of cool stuff. A lot of nice stuff. A lot of off stuff. A lot of pacing problems. Uh, choices, decisions that uh, like make you think, huh? They went with that, or well, you know, it's just like it's. It just makes you feel a little frustrated because you see the coolness and you want it to be cool. You want it to be, you know, like the next, mm-hmm. like this is the shit, but it's just like getting that favorite delicious like ice cream cake or cake that you like and then somebody puts on frosting on top that's like so bad and tasteless. Yeah, it's just like, why? So, yeah, like um, I, I love Dieter. I love. Oh, was it? What's his name there? Sebastian? Is it Sebastian? Uh, ah, my God. Uh, sorry, I'm on vacation, so my names are going up. Uh, <laughs> like uh, Mat- me... Matayesh, the uh, Mata. Okay. No, no, that's he's that's the actor, right? Uh, Vic Dieter. No, uh, but, yeah, but his Army name in the, the in the movie. 
Yeah, Lud Sebastian Schlitt Wolf. Ludwig Dieter is the one in Army of the Dead. Yeah, so his name here is Sebastian Schlent Wotner, Wonner, Wonert, or something. Yeah, uh, forgive my pronunciation. Schlent Wonner. Yeah, they even they, they they went so fast with it even in the movie. So I love his they character. They even started say. Even though he they they, they even want said like they couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny though that they portray him as this kind of introvert, nerdy, loser type but underneath that shirt you know he's buff. <laughs> you can see that he's like he he's pretty he's pretty ripped inside and they just didn't want to show him without the shirt. Cuz I think in Army of the Dead you can see it's you can see some of his some of the muscles. So he looks badass. His acting is great. His character is good. I love his character. It's just very lovable, and I love uh, I love Gwendolyn Natalie Emanuela's Gwendolyn Star. She's so she's just so pretty. She's so amazing from her accent to her look. Mm -hmm. The action, her action scenes are really good. Yeah, and I just. I didn't buy their chemistry though. I I don't know for some reason. I mean, he acted really well. She acted really well, but for some reason I don't know. It it's bothering me. I don't know if it's bad or it just didn't connect with me for some reason. And then I'm gonna jump in there a little bit quick go, go, just go. because that's a great point. Like you you don't you don't buy the chemistry between um, Ludwig Dieter. That's not the name because the Sebastian name is a little bit difficult, but. Uh, and uh, Gwendolyn Starr, kind of like the person that recruited him. So it's not uh, just him. me. Yeah. I didn't buy it. I actually thought that in the end, uh, Ludwig Wieder was just going to be ending up with the hacker guy, Corina. Yeah, with Corina. She they was had, They had, they, but also like they had, I think I thought that they had better chemistry than mm. than Ludwig Dieter but, and Natalie Emanuel. Yeah, but it's, I it's weird. Cause... Continue, Chibak. As I said, it's not. It's like typical Zack Snyder. It's not bad chemistry he, he had with. There was, there was some a lot of chemistry between the Ludwig and Gwendolyn. It just didn't show like it was romantic. I don't know. You know, there was something there, but Correct. I didn't see it exactly. as as romantic, right? It's, it's not romantic. It's more of admiration. That's what I <laughs> what I felt what you got. watching this film. But he he admired her and yeah. and um, cared about her but it wasn't romantic like there's no passion there's no and point. she admired him because of their shared passion for Hans hmm. Wagner's safe for the appreciation yeah. of so the safe yeah. and safe you can swap it with like an artwork so um, that's kind of like the it's it's like they, they fell in love because of mutual hobbies yeah, like, or oh, they like each the other because cycle. of mutual hobbies the ring cycle, there we go. And then, yeah, I, the I, I, I really like the hacker, Karina. Karin, Karina, Karina. Yeah, yeah. I guess the actress is Ruby, Ruby Ophie. And I also like the driver, Ruby Fee, yeah. Rolf, who was underused. Oh, he's a really, player. really yeah, underused. Underutilized. Oh, yeah, underutilized. That's what most uh, uh, wheelmen are. They just drive people <laughs> that is true. in. But all his scenes, he was funny. Brad Cage started yeah. awesome. Like his intro was awesome, and then he he just he just uh, fell down the stereotype uh, ex boyfriend or um, bad boyfriend type guy. And betrays them just like that. Like 
it wasn't believable how they've been this tight knit group and then he just turns up. He turns he turns on her. But he was cool, you know, Brad Cage, the name, what he does, his actions he was was awesome. But then they just you know they just made that turn. His origin where, story was great. I know. So Yeah. Yeah, he just you know, another bad frosting at the end type. So the 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 Interpol agent was like bleh. Like there was nothing about him. Like they're, they're trying to make him <laughs> I like, hated him. interesting, but it, it was just bland. I, I even liked the assistant more than him, you know, the assistant Interpol agent. For some reason, mm-hmm. she seemed more competent. The, 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 female, the female. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, uh, well, I don't know if this spoiler, but obviously they're going for the saves. And they made these saves so intricate, so so cool looking, so really nice, not really great art design. But then when it came mm-hmm. to cracking it, it was just him turning it in, and then the same way with his ears. So hey, like, oh, that was my super main point. I'll, 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 I'll reiterate that. Later. Right, that he did it like three my, times my, and all he did was, gripe, yeah. all he did was put his ear put on this, and turn. Yeah. Like, there's been so many safe cracking movies and it's been all, there's so many ways to do it, with, you know, with tools, with with the number, with the, the people number. had to drill a hole. I know, and they already made, went mm-hmm. that step where they designed these cool-looking saves, and it's all just turning. Mm-hmm. I wish, I wish there was like something. I, I was hoping that like he would be, he would find a missing, uh, hidden button or something, or or something. Correct. No, he just kept yeah. turning. Even even the was, the cool one where. The 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 dials popped out and then popped back in. He just kept mm-hmm. turning again, like yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. While we're on the topic, that's I, that's the that's my main gripe. And then we'll we'll you know when we go back around, I'll discuss more. But that's my main gripe because the entire movie hinges around okay the recruitment of Ludwig Gitter or Sebastian um, on how he became this expert safe cracker um everything around him origin stories about his teammates the the heist itself the job itself the history of the save is so built up mm-hmm. right no i mean i like zach zach snyder's origin stuff and this has uh, a, a truncated version of all of these things maybe that's why because it works a little bit better than zach snyder's um but the most important thing yeah, exactly. So it's like it, the most important thing about this movie is the safe cracking, and then there's nothing special about the safe cracking. Mm-hmm. There's you just have to get there, and then he'll turn buttons, and then so essentially his superpower is touch, which is not also built up. Like, how did he become such a good safe cracker? Does he understand the notes, the the sounds? Which it's not it because like one of the safes that he cracks is on a fucking moving truck. So it's not that's right. environment. There's no explanation on how he became good at it. Um, I mean, you can be obsessively academic about the safes and you can learn everything about it, but how did he practice? We don't see him practicing. We don't see him uh, um, have a, a mutant gift of super touch or a, a, a tool that he creates to make him be able to open the, cra- the safe faster than, and better than most other people. Uh, there's nothing around the main element. Everything else is so built up except the safe crack. Yeah, but and again, how, that's, how do we uh, make it more interesting? That's my main main gripe. Oh, 
from two, mm. one dial to three to seven. <laughs> seven. <laughs> That's it. Like what? Oh my uh, god. Uh, I know. That's, about, that's um, a disappointing part. Um, Jay, what, what what did you think about the memorable moments uh, and uh, and you know people? Pe- oh, well, yeah, and let's start with them. We'll, we'll come back around. All right. Um, Karina asking Sebastian to, to make, make out, out. <laughs> and him saying no. Oh, I really hope he said yes. What the fuck? Why would you turn that down? I mean... Well, he was in love with another girl, but... Well, yeah. You can't really say in I love because he doesn't even know her. Mm-hmm. Dragged him into whatever they were doing and um, filled his life with terror. Yet, at the same time, excitement. But I think it is that um, connection that they have on a different level. I think if he ended up with Karina, it would have been more physical. It would have been more raw and passionate. Mm-hmm. But with um, Gwendolyn, it's more of an intellectual connection. Because I would assume that him as a safe cracker, he's quite an intellectual guy. He's very well-learned, and um, he has been stuck on that daily grinding job, which many of us find ourselves doing. Um, His job uh, in in his town is just to get shouted at by different unhappy people, (laughs) and you're just paying out with a check fucking is so horrible he does the same thing you know what pretty much like um uh um free guy guy free guy, guy. yeah guy just like you know wakes he's up a teller in the morning, too. wears the same thing same he's Back a teller, teller too yeah get, has his coffee takes the same thing goes out uh has a sandwich that's what he's gonna have for lunch that's the same thing he'll do day in day out so uh Basically, they're looking for a way out. And then suddenly, after uh, posting his passion online on YouTube, creating amazing videos with all the stories behind Hans Wagner and his saves and, and, and the ring cycle, his interest there. Obviously, that is what, um, that's where they found him. They tested him. I like this underground um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was super, super, I like the thought Super of impractical, but I, it's so cool. <laughs> I, that I was more that was more intense than the, the actual that. ring the actual, you know, what, what, what I got what I got angry at was that he wasted the whole five minutes and waited until the last thirty seconds and sold the most difficult save in nine seconds because the time yeah, stop was twenty one and I'm like yeah. yeah showing off but then what did he do same with what Chubak said he turned some dials one two and three. And then he's done. Yeah, and what it. was the other guy doing? The, the supposed champion of that. Yeah, with, with headphones with, and everything like that. Yeah. Right? You know, it's just, okay, so you're saying that he's really naturally gifted because he has never cracked safes before. It's just his interest. But, you know, and, okay, that side of the story Chubak's already mentioned. But what I actually want to applaud is the buildup of the story of each safe. So I like the fact that each safe has a somewhat a backstory. So there were three safes discussed, actually four if you consider the one in, in the movie that he's yet to, to do. No? So the first one was what? The Rheingold, which gave me a um, Lord of the Rings vibe mm-hmm. where there was one ring to rule everything, which was that giant safe, giant. That, that giant, giant 
dial uh, after that small um, uh, numerical dial dial was solved. Um, I like that. It was it was interesting. Like wow, okay, that's pretty cool. And then when the next safe was the Valkyrie, where in um, talks a little bit about that Norse mythology, uh, the different Valkyrie. So he had to solve it in that particular order. And as you guys probably noticed, as he tries to solve safes, he plays the music related to it. Mm -hmm. So for the Valkyrie, he was playing the flight of the Valkyrie. Yeah, the Valkyrie. So it's just it's just quite quite um, built up to that point. And yet I do agree with Chabax that he just spun the dial <laughs> and and yes let's make the safe very intricately designed but let's just add dials from one to three to seven, seven. so the third which was the Siegfried which was difficult to do because come on you're trying to solve that in a moving truck with sharp turns and curves I mean how seriously. I mean if it's the um, touch and then how I mean, exactly. I mean, that's Touch or noise. It's so noisy. Yeah, I tried didn't make riding sense. in the back of a truck. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't make sense. But I guess it's really just pointing out to how well this guy, uh, how well Sebastian or Ludwig eventually um, knows. Uh, basically, it's that connection that he has with Hans Wagner, his understanding of it. And um, it's just, I like how the safes were designed. Um, you're right. I wish there would have been dials, switches, buttons. I don't know. Would have been better. Closed um, on the safe itself, something that makes it yeah a little bit more practical. Because in the end, it's just like you can't just touch and turn, right? I mean, that's like, mm. dude, um, the safe cracking in Ant Man was more fun than this. The yeah, first Ant Man, I agree. Where he he used mm. ice to break it, uh, liquid mm. nitrogen. That's right. Yeah, I do. I mean, yeah, I he, had, kinda, he, had, he had to like drill a hole and drill a hole, insert yeah. something, and then yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I understand that they, you know. I like the fact that they went analog on it. Like, mm. you can't use tools to open it because that defeats the purpose of the actual safe where anybody with tools can open it, right? But if you're saying that only the diehard of the diehard fans uh, un appreciate and understand the safe, then it needs to be a little bit more cerebral. So like maybe mm. there's clues on the, on the safe or clues on the song. Clues on Hans Wagner's actual life, the people mm. that he made the safes for. I mean, again, this is very, very like this. The Swiss European German procession kind of thing is super like slapping you in the face mm. in the movie. Um, but that's the thing that they, they they got there and then they just lost track. I mean, I mm. cannot I I cannot believe that in the writers' room of this movie, nobody, none of them said like. What's special about the safe aside from the origin story, right? So how right. what, how can we make it special to open it, right? Mm. So maybe they'll eventually explain it to me. But for, for the life of me, I cannot understand how everything is so detailed. You know, has was explained in detail. Well, in a way, I guess they tried, especially for like the Valkyrie safe. There were three dials, and then the. Um, what was the, la the other one? Siegfried one with the seven dials. Mm. It had to be in a certain order. So you had to know the story. Mm -hmm. And there were some carvings on it that gave you the hint. But that's basically still it. It just tells you what dial to do first. Because mm -hmm. if you do it wrongly, then it's going to lock forever. And just to note, the, the last safe that they have in um, 
Army of Dead. Uh, Army of Got Dead. Salvation. Death. Gotur Damerung. Which, which is in um, Norse uh, Ragnarok, which mm-hmm. is very, you know, makes sense. It's the mm-hmm. Ragnarok, it's the end days, it's the end of times, and it's happening in Nevada during a zombie apocalypse. Yes. So it's, just, yeah, nice. it's just interesting how it ties up to, to, yeah. to that one. But yeah, disappointing on some parts, especially turning down that kiss from Farina. And then, <laughs> can I go to spoilers for the ending? Oh yeah. Uh, so the ending, spoilers. She makes the sacrifice to let him go and promises to find the the gutter the the last safe together. Gutter them wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in the next scene mm-hmm. or in the first scene of Army of the Dead, he gets offered the the, the chance to crack that safe and doesn't even hesi- hesitate. Doesn't even think of Gwendolyn. <laughs> he just goes he just goes yes. Like, I I, yeah. I don't know. So that's gonna put a chink in their romance because I think in yeah. Planet of the Dead, oh. the sequel, it's gonna yeah. be the two of them. Oh, is it? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, Zach said that uh, oh, you don't nice. you don't really see Dieter die in the safe. Yeah, so you know he, he's coming he back. He actually with, locks himself in. He's gonna which come is back kind, with, which uh, is kind of like what I was thinking about because in the. In the stories, like Hans Wagner locked himself, locked in, the himself safe in the safe as well. Yeah, so you know, if somebody found the um, somebody Gotham found the Dammerung. safe, like got the Dameron, they would have made a big deal about finding a body inside, right? Or how mm. they, how how they opened it. So again, we have all these theories about you know this you know uh, Zack Snyder trying to go into like the time warp, time loop kind of timey wimey shit. With yeah. this type of Ugh. zombie, and that that might bode well for it. Maybe the Goto Damarong is a portal. There's mm-hmm. even uh, tweets about defending this movie, like, oh, maybe, uh, maybe Dieter is Hans Wagner in a time loop or something, or exactly. Uh, I mean, they, like Corina uh, 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 doing that time loop theory in the in the truck, and they're saying, oh, it's so smart, it's so Z- Zack Snyder, oh my god. No. I don't think so. I, I think this movie's not as deep as people think or give it credit for. It's a fun movie to watch again. Um, it's something which is enjoyable. Um, but it's it, I don't think you need to complicate it any further. Yeah. I do like yeah. the scenes where it zooms inside the safe. You know, you know the, the gears turning and Good CG zooming in. Yeah, it's a couple of CG. million dollars yeah. there. <laughs> Um, uh, so I'm, I'll end uh, our discussion with Army of Thieves with uh, a bit of the stats. So um, before I, oh wait, before I do that, Jay, rate it. I'll stay with seven. Seven, Chabox, How would you rate Army of Thieves? Seven, six point five seven. Mm. See, I'm actually. I, I'm only ranking it slightly higher than Night Teeth. I'm gonna give it a six point five, only because the production quality and you, know, you can see them go to different loca- locations, and you know, Natalie Emmanuel is super hot, Ruby Ophie is super hot. So that's the reason why it's getting a six point five for me. She was um, she played Miss Andre, right? 
Yes. Lissandre played Ramsey in, in the and most the epic, the, be, the best uh, yeah, franchise, he, yeah. the best cinematic franchise in the entire world. So, you know, <laughs> so I'll give it a 6.5. Uh, IMDb has it as a 6.4. Rotten Tomatoes okay. at 71%. That's pretty high, I think. Uh, so it's too high. That's too high for Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It, yeah. But Metacritic has it at 49%, which I think I is... Think well, it's fair because like some people will like the it's a heist movie and it's a safe cracking movie and it's a globe trotting movie mm. so it's it's eye candy but the thing with it is because you say it's a heist movie heist use, heist movies usually has a lot of thinking like you know where it's like oh that's so cool how they do that you don't get that in this movie correct you know, right yeah they try right. to make they, they try to make fun of it which i appreciate so much where the first the first um, safe that they crack, and I'm just gonna uh, describe one scene. I won't do other spoil. There's not a lot of spoils to this movie, but in the first, in the first safe, the cute twist that they did with it was um, Sebastian or Ludwig Dieter is like freaking out because this is gonna be his first safe cracking gig, <coughs> and then uh, Nathalie Emmanuel says like, "Oh, you know those movies where they kind of recap what has happened." Uh, or would they like or predict for oh, uh, yeah. um, right uh, uh, right and then like uh, inevitably something doesn't happen uh, so this one is one of those movies where you recap everything and by the time you recap it it's all done because it's that easy Correct. right which is cool something different something cute something fun something fresh awesome you have you have that peppered in I love the origin story of each team member um, mm-hmm. they tried to give them depth like they were rich uh, like Natalie Manuel, the brains of this operation comes from a rich family, but never really appreciated uh, um, you know, the finer things in life. Too smart for his, all her own good. Super genius. Top seven on the Interpol list. Um, you know, even Rubio Fee, uh, um, super poor. Learned how to hack at what age seven or twelve or whatever. Hacked everything. You know, by by you know early teens when you know. Uh, oh, on, on, on a kitchen table with a crappy laptop, uh, and even Brad Cage, like he he, you'd assume that he was the bully, but his origin story was he was bullied in the that's prep school. He, that's why he trained himself one. to be the. You know, so, cool, cool, but those are the that shouldn't be the coolest part of the movie. Those would be like very very insinuously stuff. The safe cracking so far. And we didn't even um, uh, go and analyze each heist because. Like my, the the thing that was, uh, one of my pet peeves, especially in the first heist, was they made it more complicated to f- make it seem smart, but it's more dumber. Cause like, he went to the bathroom to pretend to to take a shit, while well, a man, the yeah, mm-hmm. while Gwendolyn went to the other play uh, to the safe to come out to pick him up. If he could just have went with her. And then go the same mm-hmm. way. Well, why did they have she? Why did she have to pick him up? That would have been more time to waste and more exposure for them. It, it's not odd, odd that exactly a couple are a couple are gonna open a safe deposit box, you know stuff like that. But exactly. yeah, anyways, hey, I'm all up for a franchise, so I well, can't I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> yeah, mm. it's this is one of those movies where um, the budget. The, the actual production budget helped the movie become mm. better than it is. Because if this was not pretty, if you had cheaper, yes. less known 
less charismatic actors and actresses doing this movie, this would have fell through because it's a heist movie that doesn't feel like a heist movie. It's a safe cracking that movie. doesn't focus doesn't really on the safe focus cracking. on the safe cracking. <laughs> a lot of really good backstory, but not, I mean the effort in the clarity of the story was placed, <laughs> I think, not efficiently. Like too much story on the the safe, too much story on the origin, and then not enough story on the implementation of all of the seeds that they planted on the characters. But again, like what Chubax mentioned, so it's a franchise. Let's see where they go. Netflix seems to like um, 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 Zack Snyder, and this is a Zack Snyder produced film. Uh, uh, so this is, this is um, uh, how, how much something did it cost? literally, uh, so no, so I was trying to get the budget. The only thing that it says it's under a hundred million dollars. Okay. Right. So yeah. But the the thing that did not stand out to me until I started researching this movie, and the reason why I wanted to end with this is the director of the movie. Do you guys do you guys know who the director of the movie is? No. Director. It's the leading movie. man. Oh, Matthias yeah. Schweighofer. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, so okay. Ludwig Dieter uh, is, oh, is wow. where he is. Shiva Grofer. He directed he up, and produced oh, it produced as well. It. All right. So, oh. yeah. So, again, I, I, I like the very um, diverse European cast because we keep on... We keep seeing the European actors oh. and actresses here very typecasted, like the Russians. Mm. This, the, you know, there's a little bit of typecast here, but you have a, um, Rubio Fee, the hacker, is played by Portuguese. Like, she's playing a Portuguese person. Mm-hmm. Natalie Emanuel is, you know, obviously from the UK, same as. Uh, uh, but Ruby is also German, right? Same uh, as. Uh, she's I German. Know, I don't know if she's. Same as Matthias. I, I don't know in, in the actual. Um, in real life, but no, she's playing. Oh no, she's Costa Rican, but she's playing a, a Portuguese girl there. Um, and then Natalie Manuel's representing UK. Brad Cage, the muscles, representing um, um, the United States. Although he he had a boarding school in the UK. And Matthias Schwigerhofer is um, uh, representing the, the the German contingent. So like I like the. European Union cast, but he he was the director. So I mean, I think he, as a director, he kind of was decent and act mm-hmm. in a particular it, movie. Is it so, his first directing film? I. Uh, what we missed you guys? Not first? sure. Oh, is it his is it first, first directing? Let me no, check. I, I wish I I, I uh, uh, check that. I'm pretty sure it is. Mm. View resume. I'm re- reviewing his resume on IMDb. Oh no, he's been a director a while. Uh, oh, maybe that's a couple why. of movies. Hmm. Oh, see, actor, producer. Oh, six. He yeah. is uh, credited for six movies. All right. Oh, very good. And then uh, a, 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 a TV series. Um. But yeah, cool. so that. Is uh, 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 Army of the Dead? Army of the Dead. Zombie universe that uh, Zack Snyder is building for Netflix. Um, yeah. Okay. It they had a I, lot of I, marketing budget here. I do have a question though. There was one scene where he had the hair clips on, 
I just found that really odd. <laughs> is that because he's trying to curl his hair, or is trying? That, to that's get what the I was trying out. to imagine. <laughs> A lot of things that uh, is going on here, but again, hey, eye candy. It's on Netflix. Mm. It's one of those things where, you know, along the lines of of Night Teeth, like uh, mm. time. It's cute. Okay. Right? Um, are we ready to go to our our main event? Why not go for yeah. it, sir? And we're back. Uh, as you can see, a little bit of 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 a visual and audio improvement. We are are re-recording the last bit of our deep dive just so that you guys can super understand our main topic for this week, which is the Green Knight. Uh, uh, we'll we'll flip the the uh, the process uh, or the steps uh, compared to the first two movies that we've discussed. You know, I'll give you a little bit of stats of the Green Knight. Uh, I know we mentioned uh, the budget for Night Teeth, which was uh, twenty one million dollars. Green Knight released on July thirtieth of uh, twenty twenty one. Uh, it's an A twenty four joint, one of my favorite um, distribution production studio houses. This movie uh, was made with $15 million. My God, I am five. still in shock about hearing that. Yeah, okay. uh, That's 1-5. One 1-5. Five. One five. <laughs> I, I was discussing uh, before uh, that, you know, I, the, the level of talent, the, the A-list actors that was in this movie um could have been just like paying for the actors was could have been more than 15 million in and of itself so I, i'm still really amazed that uh, on the budget of this movie this goes to show that this felt like an epic right this felt like huge sets or or exotic locations plus mm-hmm. great actors and actresses so um it really really um shows that it's the writing, it's the directing, it's the the ideas behind the, idea. the movie, the intent the, be, behind the movie that makes it high quality. So um, if you're a $100 million movie with multiple locales and CG, it can still look like a B movie if it's not done properly. So that's that, true. Yeah, David Lauer and team did a uh, for me a masterful job in this particular movie so the the reviews as well as uh, uh, the 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 reaction the acclaim that it has gotten on social media i think is well deserved as it sits it's on a 6.6 on imdb very respectable 89 percent sure. on rotten tomato so that's pretty high very high and for uh, rotten tomatoes that's quite yep, high yep. And uh, you know, I like the Metacritic score because it is the the collation of multiple different publications and multiple different uh, uh, reviews and reviewers. And currently, it's an eighty five percent. So Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. and Metacritic are kind of along the same lines, meaning In that uh, uh, the the review for um, Green Knight is uh, consistent. So. Uh, uh, Lastly, again, the Green Knight is uh, uh, an Arthurian uh, rendition, uh, uh, an adaptation of the, the poem Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Uh, basically, uh, King Arthur in this particular 
uh, adaptation has no heir, you know, mm-hmm. has it has not sired children. So there's no one who's going to be taking the the crown of from King Arthur. Uh, in this adaptation, Arthur's sister or half sister, not particularly clarified, is Morgan Le Fay. In other adaptation, Morgan Le Fay, the sorceress, the witch. Um, has been Arthur's antagonist, but in in this particular case, they're they're uh, they're somewhat friendly. Um, uh, Gawain is Morgan Le Fay's uh, son, making uh, Gawain King Arthur's nephew, uh, a possible heir to the throne. And the movie starts with uh, Arthur trying to get to know a little bit more of Gawain towards the end of his time. Like, you know, he's, he's getting old. So the good thing, the, one of the themes that we'll be tackling in this particular review is, um, time being undefeated. You know, everybody loses the time. You can see the, the knights and, um, King Arthur, very frail, um, mm-hmm. Uh, the main crux of the movie was uh, during a Christmas gathering, Christmas dinner, uh, this enchanted, weird, magical green knight appears. So essentially a, a tree person appears in the gathering, uh, issuing a challenge, a dare or game, you know, um, you know, depending on how you look at it. And the game is, uh, the champion of the court or the champion of, of King Arthur's castle um, can strike him once and then a year from then uh, whoever was the champion has a year to find the green knight in the green chapel um, by Christmas day but by Christmas day a year from now uh, it's only a six-night ride north, essentially. So, it's not a it's not a simple uh, um, quest, but it is you know not too crazy as well. Um, and then the Green Knight will return whatever was struck to him to the per- to the champion. So, um, you know, one of the again the themes is time. King Arthur is a little too old. Knights of the Round Table did not take up the challenge because they are also a little bit old. So and Gawain were, was the one who took kinda, up the challenge. I think they're also wise. They, <clears throat> they kind of knew, you know, they didn't need it. You know, they, they, they didn't need they, it. They already had the renown. So they mm-hmm. were like, well, what's the point? What is, there's nothing in it for me. So, uh, you know, why, why do it? 100%. And, it, and I think to the people that understand or have heard of the green knight the green knight is the one that makes legends so if you're already a legend you don't need it you're right right so the 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 king arthur's court did not take up the challenge but gawain being young um and not a knight challenge and not a knight and has never had the ear of the king until then has no stories uh to tell about him and his adventures, except for probably like uh, um, fucking Alyssa Vikander in the brothel, which is a story in and of itself. Um, so um, uh, what happened then was uh, Gawain uh, accepted the challenge, uh, but the Green Knight then just showed his neck 
and did not communicate back. Uh, Gawain was trying to say that, hey, pick up your sword, let's fight. Green Knight wasn't. Um, tried to communicate, did not did not get a response. So in rashness, without thinking, without really understanding the game, Gawain chopped off uh, the Green Knight's head, thinking that, ah, maybe that'll just stop this. Yeah, that's and it. the game. Um, but the Green Knight picked up its head, reattached, or did not reattach it, but you know, reminded them of a reminded going of the challenge that within a year, Christmas Day, uh, he needs to get to the Green Chapel and then return the favor, and then he left. Right. So, um I think yeah. that also adds the, you know, in the in the theme of time that you mentioned, Jong, um, Gawain being much younger is, you know, being much younger in also lacks experience and mm-hmm. hence, um, as hence explains the brashness of his action without thinking ahead, without analyzing properly, trying to end things quick, thinking it's the easiest way. Solve it. So it's he was rushing, like he he hmm. thought that he could um, he could uh, hasten his legend with Correct. one f- blow and one swing. Yeah, we, we were talking about the 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 main theme, uh, a main theme, which is time. Uh, hmm. But uh, as we've discussed before, the major major theme about this is honor, honor. and how to get it, and then different types of it. So. Um, challenge being issued, game afoot. Um, now we see uh, Gawain go through a year very quickly, just mm-hmm. adventuring, brothelling, same thing, uh, <laughs> talking about uh, same mm. thing. So even on on that end, like we didn't see him really appreciate the gravity of the things that had happened, or did not prepare for. Um, the, the challenge to come. So, in a way, if we're talking about uh, a lesson to be learned, he did it. Uh, the thing we skip in describing the movie, and again, for, for those who are just tuning in, like all of our reviews ha- are spoilery. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> if you, you know, earmuffs, if ever. But uh, the person that summoned the Green Knight was uh, Gawain's mom, mm-hmm. Morgan Le Fay, because she is she is a witch, so she was able to summon this mythical creature. Presumably, presumably, um, I mean, it's not particularly clear, or or it was not extremely explained, but presumably, she knew that Arthur's time is soon to be over. He has no heir. He need, she, Morgan Le Fay, needs to hasten the the being worthy process of Gaway. And this is uh, a test and a trial for him to be able to like get his shit together um, and possibly be worthy of being a knight and then possibly <laughs> be worthy of, of, of Arthur's crown. So um Again, main main theme of honor, the process of getting it and the tests. Um, the thing too, and uh, I discussed this with the boys earlier. It was um, when um, 
when watching me watching uh, uh, Green Knight, I saw it early last week, like after our last um, uh, recording. Uh, and I was a little bit lost. Uh, you know, the movie, although the cuts are quick, the scenery is very slow. There's a lot of exposition, a lot of like showing trees and woods. So <laughs> I was not as engaged coming from watching uh, Army of Thieves and watching uh, um, Night Teeth, was, which was like popcorn movie, sit down and open your eyes and just like eye candy. This one is a thinker. And this is one of those things where the movie requires some investment from the viewer that, hey, if you understand a little bit of the history, you'll appreciate more. You need mm. to turn off your phone. You need to really pay attention because I kind of understood that uh, Gawain's uh, a journey from Camelot to the Green Chapel, stopping by, you know, stopping by being mugged by uh, some kids. Uh, one of the kids played by Druig from The Eternal. So that was fun. That was a surprise for mm -hmm. me too. You know, stopping there, stopping by a haunted house with um, a ghost requesting for her head to be picked up from uh, the bottom of the river and reattached. Uh, coming into the castle of of Joel Edgerton, the version of Alyssa Vikander, and then getting to the Green Knights Green Chapel. Um, all of those were, I saw that they were tests, but I wasn't really, I'm not being familiar with the actual poem or the actual medieval history of, of knights and knighthood. And that, you know, these are representative of the five major values of being a knight and this was symbolized or shown a lot in in the necklace of the the, the knights they they all had these necklace with a pentagram on it symbolizing the, the five key pillars which is generosity friendship piety chastity and courtesy um so uh before i discuss like the actual tests and the end of the story uh rj um Initial thoughts of Green Knight and how did you watch it and and um, like storylines that stood out to you? Well, I watched it online on some uh, websites and um, I watched it alone <laughs> so far. I haven't gotten my wife to watch it with me yet. Um, I think that this the images were very rich. They're very whimsical. Um, I like sceneries and I do love movies with knights and especially Arthurian legends. It's something that ignites like a childhood um, fantasy in me. So it's something that I would sit into, but as we discussed, yeah, it's about two hours and a lot of the time was used on the, on the shifting amongst forests and trees and leaves and ground. And it, it could have been shorter if they lessened that part. But I suppose that transition made you feel like the journey was much longer than it had to be. Yes, sir. Yeah, but overall, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, it's just like, uh, I'm going to say it's two hours and five minutes. It's, yeah, it's a two hours. beefy, beefy movie. Yeah. Right? So uh, um, if, they had, yeah, but, if they had placed it in around an hour, 45 minutes, would have been perfect, I think. Yeah. And I, we also discussed this previously too. Um, you know, 
I don't know. Like I also wanted shorter, but if it were shorter, I wouldn't have felt the journey as much, or I wouldn't have felt the environment that much. So mm. this might have been, I don't know. I mean, I you know, maybe it felt less of an epic if it were shorter, uh, or sure maybe if it were shorter, it might have been a little bit more, might have flowed a little quicker. Uh, so, but again, true. I mean, if you're talking about epic movies, you know, things like Lord of the Rings. I mean, they are two hours plus movies to, to that you'd have to sit into. So it draws you in from the scenery to the to the costumes to the characters and of course um, the story itself. It's amazing. But for this one, I think it's still epic. I still feel it's an epic movie. And and surprisingly, when you when you told me it was only fifteen million dollars. That's like wow. That's that's really well thought of. They do deserve more likes. Um, although I don't think everyone's gonna enjoy the the, the theme, or they might not understand it um, as much as we would appreciate it. I guess it's our generation that, that likes it more. But overall, I enjoyed it. Um, I like the theme of honor. I like that despite everything, the entire movie was the journey on on trying to really just prove yourself. And seeing at the end, are you going to make the right choice? Chubak, mm-hmm. how about you? Um, uh, initial thoughts about the movie and like storylines that stood out. I liked it. I really liked it, but I don't know if I loved it. Like I said before, it's just it's just too beefy. Two two hours and five minutes for some of the scenes that it's just like a repeat. Of, like you said, it's a test, and it keeps happening, and it just keeps failing it, and. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so you know there's no growth so that makes it kind of uh needless you know um mm-hmm. it's it's 15 still uh, for me it's still amazing it's still good uh 15 million dollars you know give this director i can't wait for what to, to see him mm-hmm. his next films you know but yeah mm-hmm. the cast is amazing the shots the transitions are are great i'm just all my nitpicks are just basically, I guess, the story is just like, uh, he just kept failing. He's just not, just Gawain was just like an ass. And <laughs> for, I, I, I can see why he wasn't a knight. <laughs> because I can see why Arthur was waiting for till the last moment to get to know him. Maybe give him, let him grow Time more. Time to change. Yeah, it's not working. <laughs> and uh, oh, and um, I did like, uh, I was like, Damn, I love this Arthur. I, c- I can't remember where he I see I've seen him and he's Solomon Lane in Emma, Mission Impossible. In oh oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's like his yeah. voice is Damn so good, it. you know, his his delivery is so good. And yeah, it's it's that's a good twist. You know, you guys said that uh, I like that where Arthur is old and frail mm-hmm. and all the all the knights are they're already, you know, past their prime and they're living on their stories. And Gawain is this young pup who's just like an ass. And mm-hmm. I read some. I, I read some. Um, my my issue with uh with like these very deep movies and layers is, you know, um, I think I'm pretty smart. But when I watch movies, I just try to turn it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I just watch. So I see some symbolisms, but I don't go too. I don't try to find too mm-hmm. much. You know, because if I do that, then I'm not enjoying what I'm watching. Yeah. So when there's You're a over analyzing it. Yeah. So when there's a film that makes you do you know like makes you research to really appreciate it then that's kind of a a notch down it's like uh, i compared Mm -hmm. it to um 
was that uh, Infinite uh, what's Grant Grant Morrison did the Infinite Crisis like the final crisis I think mm. and it was just it was too abstract like you know no <laughs> like I, I, I get you're very smart but there's no point if 90% of the audience doesn't even grasp they don't how understand stuff what's happening, happening. Yeah. yeah so the other layers you know that knocks it down and then uh, I read somewhere that really this one is what really stuck with me is like uh, the scene that um, perfectly describes Gawain. It's the scene with the ghost, where the ghost says, yeah. "Can can you get my head? My head." And then he turns around and he what says, "What do I get in return? What do I get in return? Why would mm-hmm. you say that?" The, mm-hmm. the ghost said, "He's a knight. How can you be a knight?" And that's the first thing that comes out of your mind. Mm-hmm. So he still does it, uh, uh, begrudgingly. And then what mm-hmm. does what does the ghost give him in return? The axe. Which will lead to his death. <laughs> so it's like here, here you, you're an ass. So here, bring this with you. Yeah, go continue your journey to your death. Green axe. So yeah, that that yeah. stuck with me. But, I read that in an article. It, it was kind of funny. And then, but you know what? One more thing. I just wanted to add to that. Now that I think of it, it's like what's happening in today's society, where you've got the millennials, the kids that are you know, they're, they're the next in line. And Arthur is like, imagine being a father with an empire that you need to pass down. And this next person you're going to pass your empire to, your business that you started is this irresponsible, snot-nosed kid who just gets drunk and sleeps around. So you're like, really, I don't want to pass my business because I really <laughs> built this really well. But I have no one else to pass it to. So I'm kind of like stuck. And this guy's like, well, you know, I, I want that. So I'm going to do whatever. And here's the challenge. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to sell it. Yeah, just do that. They're just going to act it and not realize the consequence of their action. Yeah. I like so, the millennial pull. Yeah. I like yeah, the right? millennial pull because it's very <laughs> I mean, millennial. Millennials are the ones that um, they want to make the world yeah. a better place because they they are taking over, but they're all they just are. like a bunch of babies, right? Wanting <laughs> wanting something for every single thing that they do. So yeah, yeah that's a good pull. That's a good pull. Yeah. Anything else? To I just... Yeah, and then and then the ending is what what really sticks me. Mm-hmm. The it's kind of a cheat because yeah, the ending is he has a. He gets to the Green Knight. I love it though. I, li- I like that last mm-hmm. scene where he gets to the Green Knight and he just keeps flinching. You flinch, yeah. kind sir. Multiple times. <laughs> multiple times. Multiple and times. He stops the swing. Multiple. And the Green Knight, to his credit, it's like, what? What is it? It keeps stopping, you know? Like, and then, so he doesn't, he, he doesn't grow from the test until he faces his death. He still does it. He still didn't grow. And then there's this vision where he sees. Mm-hmm. Coming home, becoming king, leading, uh, uh, not even marrying the love of his life, going for a noble, mm. and then mm. have, raising his son, leading them to wars, his son dying, and then basically everything falls up. King Arthur's kingdom falls apart on his watch. Mm. And then after that, that's when he he grows grows up in uh, in that fraction of a vision. Is like. Okay, I'm ready to die. It, I, I get it. It's like I, uh, I know what honor is now. I know what, what my um, what we should be living for. 
and I didn't have it. So now I'm ready to die. And it, yeah. we don't know if if it's his conscience, if it's somebody else that sent that vision, if it's from the Green Knight, Morgan Le Fay. So I felt or that his own that, realization. Yeah, <laughs> if it no, that's what I I said before. If yeah, it was his own realization, and they put enough justification on it, then the ending would have been justified. That would have been like mm-hmm. okay, he he did grow because that was his mind. You know, he they should have, but they would have needed to put some some uh uh they should have sprinkled it some stuff some more stuff. But yeah, the way they did it, it 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 didn't so. For me, the the ending was uh, lacking. But man, Alicia yeah. Vikander. What else can I say? <laughs> Dave Patel too. Like, <laughs> Dev Patel is Dev Patel. Patel. Like, Dev oh, Patel. Amazing. Looks, uh, yeah. So everybody even he Joel really Edgerton. grew up. I love Joel really Edgerton up. too. <laughs> I love uh, King Arthur, and Morgan Le Fay was cool too. I think RJ has All a trivia on on <laughs> Morgan Le Fay. Uh-oh. The actress. So circle back to to uh, Morgan Le Fay actress, but um, uh, circling back to or uh, pulling back. So we we touched a little bit on the ending, but getting to the ending as we've we've previewed that there were there are tests and then there was uh, scenes in the movie that alludes to or symbolizes different tests and like what Trebox mentioned, I I usually am the one that hates open endings. I hate movies that makes us the audience be the one who finishes the movie because again mm. like what i am also 100 in line with your box where when i'm watching a movie you fucking entertain me right i'm paying money to watch this movie <laughs> or I'm, I'm spending resources time is our most important resource i'm spending my time you fucking tell me your story start to finish and this is essentially um, one of those films that Will make you think because some a few people you know some people might think like ah he grew some people might think like he did not grow some people like me would think that that's the point of this movie the honor and the honor part is a different interpretation for all of us because we'll go through each one of the scenes so first um, as he will. The movie starts him at a brothel instead of going to Christmas mass, right? So that is already, I would say that, uh, oh, that's um, that's the value of, of chastity because he's not married, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, I didn't put chastity there because we're, you know, it's 2021. Fucking, like, you don't have to be married to enjoy your bodily pleasures. But, um. To, to formally start, so once he takes up the, the the game, the challenge, he needs to leave Camelot to go to the Green Chapel. He is then stopped by um, um, Druig from the Eternals uh, uh, because of his lost brothers, right? Two, uh, or he lost people. Um, and he was asking for a little bit of assistance. Um, and... You know, it wasn't also the, the thing like about this movie. It's like it doesn't like slap you in the face with the actual explanation because he was given a coin, right? He he was generous, but no, I'm no, pretty no. sure that that he... scene again, he mm. had to ask, "Is there mm. anything for my for my information for my trouble?" Mm. Yeah, for for helping yeah. you. That's when he had to turn around and then 
It's like he begr- again begrudgingly gave begrudgingly gave yeah be- begrudgingly giving him a coin. So again, there's this thing where he does it, but you know he might not do it for the right reason or doesn't do it mm. well enough. But either way, he gets mugged, he gets tied up, he you know he crawl he sees himself like uh, or hallucinates himself uh, not escaping the bounds and dying in you know. Dying in the forest, tied together, becoming a skeleton. Mm-hmm. But he then escapes. Um, and then next adventure there. Uh, so that's the the trial of generosity or the value of generosity. He escapes eventually, ends up um, in the woods at night. Uh, like what Travox mentioned, there's this house where he, you know, he asks for permission to enter, asks people around but he just enters and sleeps in somebody's bed. So that's another um, test, like courtesy. Like, you know, one of the tests say, you know, my, make sure that, you know, you, you're you respectful of people's property, but, you know, whatever. I'm just going to sleep in somebody's bed. Gets w- woken up by the ghost, the ghost of uh, Red Flag from Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is another cool drama. Yeah. It's like, I, this face is familiar, right? But oh, I've seen a Falcon of Winter Soldier. It's super cool. Um, Aaron Kellerman. Uh, uh, Aaron Kellerman. Kellerman. Right? Aaron Kellerman. Kellerman. Yeah. So and 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 that's kind of the the other test is um, like or the other request was um, uh, she was uh, like uh, she told going that um, um, other people tried to to take advantage of her she fought back but when she was asleep they chopped off her head and threw the head in the river and he wants she wants her head and again instead of just getting it just for getting it or at least in recompense for sleeping in their bed um you know he he had to ask for rewards but eventually still dove into the little pond got the head placed it back um, uh, and then woke up again with the with the giant axe uh, that he will be using with or for um, the Green Knight. Uh, or used by. <laughs> or used by. Uh, throughout his journey, um, uh, friendship is the other thing that kind of shows because uh, a fox was uh, with him with this journey. And in a lot of Celtic lore, in, in any kind of like cultural uh symbolism that there's a fox fox usually is like a guide a spirit guide uh the thing that i like a little bit more when i research a little bit this movie and the 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 symbolism of the fox in celtic lore it's not just your spirit guide but it's actually your inner spirit your inner conscience yeah so it is also, it's part of you. It's kind of that part of you that is urging you to not give up there. So that's nice there. But, you know, he, he was with the Fox. They were friends for a very, very long time. They started off as, you know, he started off as throwing rocks at the Fox to, you know, get away. But in the end, they were traveling together. And how did it end? Uh, oh, we'll get there oh, too. Okay. Um, um, the, uh, the other portion of him traveling, and, and I, I like the fact that, um the entire movie is also uh, an explanation on how legends are made because, you know, this, this very well could be a, a historical story, but they drop enough hints to whether they say like, maybe he's crazy. Like he ate 
magic mushrooms. He ate mushrooms. He puked. <laughs> and then he started seeing giants walking the valley. He started talking to giants. Um, and even that is another round. It's, it's another allusion to um, this uh, theme of journey because he wanted to ride from the giants to get across the valley quicker. Which is kind of cheating if you're trying to go on this adventure. Yeah, and so um, but like I also realize it's like when he sees something, it's always what can it do for me? Mm-hmm. And now you see giants. Right. He didn't. He marveled it for it a little bit, but then then after that, immediately. What can I get? Out can of I get them? a ride? You know, it's not like mm-hmm. wow, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, let's maybe walk with them or something, or you know, this yeah. is just you know mind blowing. No. Yeah. Yeah, oh. and um. And that's the thing too. It's like the the fox was the one that shooed it away, right? So in the end, it may be himself also understanding, like, oh no, this is not a way. But also, like, if you really think about it, getting to your goal a little bit more efficiently, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, right? nobody said that. Uh, mm. He it, his journey needed needed to be hard. Yeah. Every night, you and, said, "Come, come see me in December." And they didn't say, you know, don't take shortcuts. Yeah, yeah. just. Thinking, you're just thinking about the two. It's like all of him asking for a reward. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but it also highlights the fact that it's it's not bad, but is it honorable? Exactly. Right? Is that's, it the quality of a knight? Exactly. And that's what's because uh, reinforced they're, they're, throughout the movie. Yeah. Yeah. They're, um, I, you know, the typical idea of a knight is chivalrous, mm-hmm. selfless, self-sacrificing, you know, full of effort. But from what you see throughout the movie, it's always, sure, I'll do that, but what do I get? Mm-hmm. Okay, but what's in it for me? You know, mm-hmm. it shows the selfishness of, of, of a human, I guess. But at the end, after seeing the future, I don't know, this is how I take it. After seeing what the future would be, I think that's the first time he actually thought of other people than himself. Like, if I do this, if I don't do this, I'll become king. I will, I will lose my son. I will go through wars. I'll destroy the entire kingdom anyway. So, yep, here you go. Take it. Maybe they have a better chance with them. I think. I think that's that's probably that. Yeah. I mean, there's so many ways that you can look at it. You can also look at it in a way that. He said, uh, <laughs> my life's not going to change. It's still going to be crap. Might as well die now. Yeah. Might as well. He gave up. He gave up. You want to go through that hardship. Yeah, you're right. The, you're last, right, the last bit of his adventure was getting to a castle. Like after the house, after the hallucinogenic mushrooms, after uh, uh, you know being cold and tired and hungry across his journey, which... Another thing too is like, bro, it's a six night journey. You're gonna be a knight. You have to be well more prepared than that. But yeah, skipping that portion, um, we obviously know that this new, that the last bit, the last castle that he saw was also like a symbolic test because everything seemed to be too good to be true. Like the the lord of the house, Joel Edgerton. Very accommodating, took care of him. The lady of the house, which is also played by Alyssa Vikander. So Alyssa Vikander plays um, uh, his whore at the brothel that he fucks a lot. And also this lady of, of the house of this particular castle. So 
it's one or two things. Like you, I actually understand that, you know, we're going through Gawain's head. He's getting a little crazy. So uh, things are getting blended together, not being explained properly. But also this is a very deft move of the director and the production of this movie because you don't have to hire another actress. You just have to have Elizabeth Kander there. So that's good. Well, if you have Elizabeth Kander, fucking use her. Um, but the um, among a lot of things that are symbolized with this house, like um, uh, his portrait, a photograph of him being done by the lady, uh, which is pretty awesomely done. Um, there's this uh, blind, cover, like uh, an older lady with her eyes covered that follows them around, which um, like a lot of people might think might be a representative of his mom, Gawain's mom watching over him during the um, the trials, but also the one that is issuing said trials for him. Um the main, the only main deal that the Lord has, like he, he, he was nursed to health, fed, clothed, um, and the only deal that the uh, that the Lord had, Joel Edgerton, was whatever he gains in the house is his, like is Joel Edgerton, and whatever Joel Edgerton gets from his hunts, he gives to Gawain, right? And then Gawain says, like, bro, this is your house. You own everything anyway. So sure, whatever. But uh, very subtly given across the entire time that he was in the castle was there's a lot of things that he gets um, that he never gives to Joel Edgerton. Like uh, the lady gives um, him uh, a book, right? Uh, uh, And also the lady gives him a belt that... uh, or, or his belt that uh, uh, provides protection from all harm, right? So if he was really courteous in the right, job, uh, oh, that another thing too. At night, um, like he, tr- so that all of these ones, like these were given to him as gifts, and you know, it's gifts you don't really give gifts. But also, even when this super hot version, like the the hotter version of Elizabeth Vikander seduces him um he fought back as much as he could until he got a hand job and blew his load on the the magical belt right so he tries but he he still in a lot of portions fails in a lot of these tests so he never followed through on all of this he never gave these all to the lord he just ran away and, and went back to his adventure um and then once we get to the 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 Green Knight's chapel, uh, the fox finally talks to him, saying like, "Yo, bro, don't go there. You're, you're gonna die." Holmes uh, starts talking to uh, him. So again, it's like, oh, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe he could um, just give up that quest. No one would know, and that was the thing. No one would know that he never got Good to there. the Green Knight, right? But he shook that off and went to the Green Knight uh, uh, and then tried to at he least attack uh, the, uh, attack the fox. Tried to attack the fox. He didn't listen to it and he fought it off. So well, he, I think in this he time is. he needed to. He needed to fight off his survival skills to get to the challenge. But yeah, he fought her friend, his friend. So he didn't diplomatically discuss things. Uh, and we come to a, an end, which uh, Trabax has touched upon. Uh, 
it was there. He waited for the Green Knight to wake up. Like he was just sitting there. It wasn't like he got there, the Green Knight woke up, and then the challenge was issued. <laughs> he was true. there. So yeah, he was there. He slept uh, uh you know, presumably for a night, maybe two, just waiting for the Green Knight to wake up for him. So like he did not run away from his challenge. But faced with imminent danger, which was returning the blow uh he gave to the Green Knight, uh essentially chopping his head off. Again, we, 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 yeah, we, uh, we, we returned, yeah, we returned back to the visions that Chabakas mentioned where he imagined his possible future of the possible fall of Arthur's castle under his rule because he did his concubine, his, his whore wrong. He, uh, his son dies in a war that, you know, presumably he caused, um, uh, and, and, uh, uh, he sees his, his kingdom fall. Uh, and a good touch there too was uh, uh, he has the photograph or the, the, the portrait that uh, the lady of the house or Joel Edgerton's lady, uh, Alyssa Vikander version two was there, meaning that he, he took it from the house, right? So um, again, not following through the deal that he did with Joel Edgerton, but this was all just the vision for him, like maybe in a fever dream, understanding what the future might be. And then he realized, 